0: Hello my friends, welcome to another edition of the MindShare Mentorship Podcast. My name is Kevin Whelan and I'm here to talk to you today about another concept uh, that I like to call the category of one positioning. Now, what ultimately that means to me, and this is something I advocate for in my co-working consultancy, but frankly, I try to advocate for it in even your business as a consultant or, uh, or your client's business, um, is basically trying to find a way that makes you unique, one of a kind, irreplaceable, such that there really are no suitable alternatives if your client wants one specific benefit, reason, thing that you are best at, so let me give you a kind of a couple examples. So in the coworking world, there really aren't that many other um, marketing strategy consultants for coworking spaces. So there are agencies out there, there are general, um, there are general consultants who help with overall running your coworking space. There are uh, there are associations. There's other memberships. There's other consultants, but. When it comes to working with someone who specializes as a marketing strategy advisor in this industry, there really aren't that many, at least none that I'm aware of, uh, none, frankly, that specialize in marketing strategy overall. There are some content strategists, there are, as I said, agencies, but there's no one really that kind of does exactly what I do. So let me give you kind of a couple of examples of why and how that has benefited me. Um, well, there's many ways, but two specific examples that might kind of help reinforce the need for, for this kind of thing. The first is I have a client who I've worked with for well over a year now. And, uh, when they, when they were signing up, they said their general principle is to find three suppliers or three options and then sort of assess the price and value of each one and make a decision accordingly. So they do this with designers. They do this with, uh, writers. They do this with developers, SEOs. They do this with, as a general buying practice in their organization, they try to find at least, you know, two to three suppliers so that they can assess price and make sure that they're paying something fair for the work that they do. Now that the, the implicit, Assumption in that, that a lot of people to get wrong is that people are interchangeable. And frankly, they're not, we're not interchangeable. There are no two marketing professionals, consultants, et cetera, that are the same. So yeah, you may get different prices from different agencies, but you you really have no idea uh, at the end of the day, how good they're going to be. Even today, I help vet and hire uh, suppliers all the time. And frankly, I, I just never know who's going to be good. I have a good sense. I can tell from confidence. I can tell from price. I can tell from the way they propose and pitch and audit and, and do those initial kind of sales processes. But at the end of the day, you really don't know what you're going to get because a lot of agencies will take you on, uh, or consultants and then delegate you to a junior. And you know, the work quality may be far inferior to what the, the person who sold you on the package, um, uh, skills that had been demonstrated. So you really just don't know whether it's, you know, who, you know, what quality people are when you hire them and your clients are in a very similar situation. So all they have really is, is their gut instinct and whatever knowledge they've accrued and asking good questions and price. Now this client came to me and they're like, well, we really don't have any, anyone that we can like compare you to, or, you know, um, to go shop against. And this kind of became apparent where they, you know, they asked me for a price and they said, is that sort of the best price you have? And I'm like, that's my price and for, for your business. And I said, I also have strategy calls and whatever else. And frankly, they had to make a decision based on on me, me alone. And what I really had to do was say, look, the value of what we're doing pays off if I help you get even one new or two new offices that would otherwise go unsold because the recurring revenue would pay for me uh, where otherwise you'd have an empty office in at least one of your locations. So I knew how to kind of articulate the value of what I do very quickly at a very high level and make it a no-brainer, but they had no other options. So what did they do? They signed up with me even though there were no other kind of comparable uh, options to choose from at the time. Now, um, so that's good and they've been working with me for a long time, but they ha- they couldn't go through the usual buying process, which is ultimately a commoditized buying process of finding multiple people you know, picking the lowest or the highest or the middle price, whatever they tend to do, and then running with it, which makes me much rarer, which makes there be a lot less price pressure downward price pressure you know uh, if people can't tell the difference between two people they may just go with the cheaper one or at least they use that as a negotiation or leverage tool so what you want to be is like look look around i'm the only one who offers this for this kind of person if you're looking for this kind of service if you're looking for this kind of result uh, this is all i do and this is what i specialize in and there's really not that many people here's you can go to more generalized consultants or more specialized channel consultants or Whatever, but in so far as what I do, uh, I'm the only one that I'm aware of, or at least one of only a few uh, who do this type of thing and here's my price. And it creates a lot less downward price pressure. It makes it a lot easier to market yourself. gives you a lot more leverage. Now, I don't know how long I'm gonna have that leverage. I'm sure there'll there'll be others in the future, but my goal is to build up a moat through content and through awareness and through relationships such that an incumbent who came in and tried to do what I did would have a much harder time doing so. Um, But that's just on me. So anyway, that was one example of a client who couldn't do their usual buying process with me and ultimately to this day stay with me probably in one because I get results but two because there's really no other option like they could not hire me they could hire a marketing manager who won't have the same level of detailed experience and then you know third party or third you know kind of a neutral outside perspective as well as the methodology they get smarter with every client I work with so that's the alternative is hiring in house or they could hire an agency and this brings me to the second, the second part of it is like, yeah, you could hire an agency to help you. Um, ideally they're specialized, but even if they're claiming to be specialized, are they really good at all the things or could you find better people elsewhere? So this brings me to a second client where I had a, I had a client, they, they wound down their engagement with me and put it on sort of ice. They, you know, wanted to pause slash stop for the time being. Um, uh, we'd accomplished a lot and they had more to get done, but they felt it being more tactical implementation less strategic. So they're like, yeah, we might put this on pause and kind of see, see what we, what we think in, in the new year. They ended up coming back. So what they did was they interviewed several agencies and they were all generalist agencies and ultimately realized that, you know, these agencies were just running a random playbook or a standard playbook that they didn't have any insight, any inside track, any, any, um, knowledge of the industry. And also, uh, so they'd be learning on their dime. Another reason you don't want to be generalized. Uh, also they became interchangeable with one another. So they competed against each other, <clears throat> excuse me, because they were, uh, they were undifferentiated. But they came. The client came back to me because they're like, "Look, at the end of the day, they just tried to sell us these expensive packages that, I'll, frankly, I don't think could get results. Uh, we like working with you, and you know, you bring this knowledge and expertise and people to help implement. So let's just keep going with you." And I ended up having to raise my price to my new prices. So they paid almost. They pay almost double now that what they did before, uh, and I gave them fair warning. You know, when you when you cancel and you're on a grandfathered price or an older price. Um, that goes away. Right. Like that's just the way I have to keep evolving my business to create turnover and and keep increasing my rates. So they pay more now, um, which is fine. And, um, but yeah, like what, what they realized was that there was no other like practical direct knowledge in that industry. And that's far more valuable, worth paying significantly more. And then I could also bring in people to help implement. And that was, you know, they already had access to those people. So it was just an extra benefit. But all it is to say is if you're a category of one and you bring true expertise in serving a specific type of person that's not easily interchanged with others. That doesn't mean you have to be the only one in the world. It just means you have to be the only one in your client's world when they're looking for this type of person. So if you can try to find a way to sort of really own a position, um, whether you're more specialized than other options or broader or somewhere in between, uh, or whether you do done for you or done with you as a consultant or an agency, like finding your own little niche and, and then really kind of owning that is really going to be the most valuable thing that you have such that you're not interchangeable. And the way you demonstrate that is through content and through proving it and through relationships and through thought leadership and, and, um, you know, giving, giving training and everything else. Um, so, you know, all that is to say is that here's two examples of where being in a unique position, a market, a neutral marketing strategy, advisor, um, position, Uh, allowed me to be not interchangeable with others, made it really hard for them to choose other people despite maybe wanting to choose other people for various reasons, either to keep costs down or to have more just done for them so they don't have to worry about how to do it, they just hire someone to do it. So anyway, um, all that is to say is that that by being a category of one, uh, it makes not only your marketing more powerful, more effective, it makes you less interchangeable, allows you to charge higher rates, allows you to do better work as a result, work with better clients. And um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you in a couple stories that, you know, if you're thinking about staying generalist, just know that you're always going to be kind of interchangeable. Like there's uh, there's a thousand agencies out there, hundreds or tens of thousands of agencies out there who can do this tactic or the other. So really it's about who's got the best expertise, methodology, approach that's most aligned with your clients' incentives and can actually get results. But the less interchangeable you are, the, the more... The more easily you're going to scale and grow your business and become a, a sought after expert in what you do. So I hope that helps. Um, yeah, I mean, just think about it: how well you're positioned right now, how easy it would be for someone to find an alternative to you, and uh, and then what kind of results you can offer, and and you know, really just double down on those specific differences. If you can be the most, the best, the something is then you know, whether that's most specialized, best at X, whatever. Um, that's your edge. And you always want to kind of find that bleeding edge and, and live on it. So I hope that helps with you today. It's been a while since I did a recording. I wasn't quite sure whether I was going to peel back and do more thoughtful, planned out content with more like, you know, top five things to know type structures and something else. Um, I don't want to create content that meanders too, too much. I notice that I do that sometimes. I kind of have an idea of what I want to talk about. And I'll keep talking about it. But then I realized that by over perfecting the content, by overthinking what should go into it how it should be structured i end up not publishing it so i'm just going to keep publishing content keep it as organized and on point as possible to the highest standard possible Uh, and then continue making it better over time, putting in the reps so that by episode 200, I'm better than it was at episode 100, better than it was at episode one. So I'm just gonna keep pushing through. Uh, But if you got any feedback on the types of content you wanna hear for this episode, for these episodes, you can either ask questions and they form the the basis for these podcasts, or you can uh, just give me topics and I'd love to explore them and talk about them in more detail. Otherwise, I'm gonna keep publishing. I hope you do the same and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Invite your friends. Bye for now.